The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everybody, this is Dave from Talking Backwards. This is going to be part two of the season finale for season one of Twin Peaks called The Last Evening. If you haven't heard part one, stop now, go pop that off real quick, then come back with us. If you haven't seen the episode, go watch it. It's great. Then come back and hear what we have to say about it. Uh, We're getting ready to get into phase two here pretty shortly, so we'll probably not get into season two until January, beginning of the year. We're going to take a short hiatus after our recap episode next week, and we'll be back with you as soon as we can. But until then, here's part two of the season finale of Twin Peaks here on Talking Backwards. great pete is a saint so Catherine is turning the house at the sawmill upside down trying to she find this ledger find the ledger can't find the ledger don't you keep it in that uh, little safe of yours which she knows that he told josie where that was mm-hmm. but now both ledgers are missing oh, okay she had her mitts on one and now she has none what happened to the other one do we know uh Josie found it. Well, we don't. We never see her find it. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't she take it to Ben Horn when she was in his office? Yes. So she because, found it, but uh, that was all off camera. Because Catherine had told Catherine had told Ben Horn where the secret ledger was under the fake desk drawer. Yes. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So Josie took that to Ben Horn gotcha. because he knew where it was and told her. Yep. So she sneaky peated it out of there. So that one's gone too, and that's what she's just now finding out. So she blames Pete, of course, about being in some sort of scheme with Josie. He denies any kind of complication, and he, he denies being involved with Josie in any way, and Catherine immediately believes him and starts trying to appeal to his better nature as them having once actually cared about each other. Right. Apparently... But was she, I mean, was she just putting this on? I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I was kind of trying to I figure would, that out. I was out very too. torn on that because it seems like something she would do to get him to, you know, spill the beans. Mm-hmm. I, I actually wrote, is Catherine being forthcoming or just surviving? Right. What do you think, Tom? I think she's surviving. Yeah, it kind of feels that way, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I think Pete just wants to hear from her that things could maybe be the way that they were. Mm-hmm. And I think she knows that. So by putting on this little scene, yeah, she's saying, what happened to the man that used to be able to scamper up a tree like a cat? The lumberjack. <laughs> Which, can you picture Pete Martell just taking a tree in a single leap? I can. I can too. I think he could still do it. Yeah, that lumberjack that could scale a tree. <laughs> Pete Martell can do anything. He's like, well, what happened to that girl with the house on the hill? The boss's daughter. Yeah, the boss's daughter. <laughs> Her boss's sister or something like that. 
<laughs> like she didn't have any skills. She just was the <laughs> boss's daughter with a big house. That's what impressed him. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, Pete's sold. He's going to help her out and try to figure out what's going on. And oh, yeah, uh, the boss's sister. Yeah. Boss's sister. Yeah. Because gotcha. it's her, her brother who owned the. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess he's going to do what he can, which I don't know what he can really do. But this is where he, out. he. She just wants him to help him find the uh, missing ledger. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the while, this is in the office. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And those guys yes. are just. They're trying to like listen in. Listening. They're like and walking they around, and he just keeps shutting each blind. And they're, they're just like, <laughs> so and when he nosy. closes the blinds, he, they just like stare right at him. It's really weird. <laughs> it is. It's very strange. I love it though. I do too. <laughs> it's a really funny detail. They really are like. There's so many shots like that where some of the citizens of the town just feel like NPCs in a game, right? That have a broken script and they just do that one thing they're supposed to do <laughs> and the real world does not affect them no matter what happens. Like Heidi. Yeah. Remember Heidi? Yeah. Do you remember Heidi? <laughs> the the hole? Heidi Heidi hole? No, uh, Giggle from, and Heidi from the from the diner and episode in the pilot. Oh. <laughs> mache, mache. Where where's she been? Oh, is she in the room with with Harriet's room <laughs> with Mike and Johnny and Harriet and Jerry. Yeah, those guys are really Jerry's weird. still uh, around more so than the rest, but mm-hmm. yeah. true. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we get back to the police station where they're regaling the forest with the tale of Andy's triumphant gunshot. Yep. And they're, they, they just tell it like little kids, like, oh man, you should have seen it. And he was like, bah. and he was like, yeah. But they they get up to the point where in the story where Andy takes the shot and is like, and then out of nowhere a single gunshot and Andy on cue, yeah, which he only shoots once. Does it for himself? Does his own? Does two gunshots for a single gunshot? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Andy, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Andy, yeah. And then Lucy's watering the plants and listening, listening. and she's very excited. She's enjoying it. Yeah. Yes. Well, Hawk has a great line here, which I get. Well, I guess I guess off screen, Andy is very transparent about his relationship with Lucy because, mm-hmm. like, everybody knows about it. And Hawk is just trying to be a super nice wingman. Did anyone know about it though until Coop pointed it out, like he does when he points out? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either because he's like, is that obvious? <laughs> Everybody who's in the relationships they're supposed to be in don't tell anybody, so right. there's no telling. <clears throat> but James and Don are still passing notes. So Andy goes into the closet where Lucy has just gone to, I assume, empty the watering can. Pulls the blinds. Pulls the blinds. They start smooching. Ooh. Oh, he lays one on her. Yeah, and they both start moaning. Mm. Gross. <laughs> then, no, nah, man, it's just two sweet people in love. Let it, it happen. It is. It is. But then Lucy says, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's just Andy goes from like the best moment going of in life. to get his girl back and then just to the dead worst face. Moment of his life. He has the worst reaction to this. <laughs> the worst, the worst possible, possible reaction. reaction you can have to this. I'm not laughing because running from your responsibilities is funny. I'm laughing because. This is the worst possible response to that. <laughs> yep. Yes, and he, I, I don't think he ever says anything because it cuts back to yeah. the hallway where he, he opens leaves. the blinds, straight face, looking down, and walks just away. Walks out. And Lucy so, is not happy either. No. Just stomps out, fresh coffee. 
Oh man, yeah. So that was that was uncomfortable. Yeah, the fresh coffee mod way less exciting. Yes. Back to the hospital. Yes. <laughs> oh, actually, wait, no, 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 no. We're not back to the hospital yet. Oh no. Yeah, Andy cannot deal. Uh, the phone rings because it's, I guess it's still peak activity hours. But all hours. Lucy just answers the phone. What? <laughs> and it's Bobby on the line, but it's Bobby as Leo. Right. Which is it's not a good Leo. I mean, it's as good a Leo as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, from Bobby Briggs. That's yeah. for sure. And I'm guessing Lucy has never heard Leo's voice. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I, you better look into James Hurley. He's an easy rider. Easy rider? You got yeah. That. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> and then he goes to hang up. It, it's weird to me because it's obviously like not realistic that we know he's about to hang up the phone, but it seems like Lucy also knows like he's right there about to hang it up. And he's like, Leo, wait! <laughs> Right. No! <laughs> no, Leo, please. You broke was, my just, heart. <laughs> it was just a weird, a weird decision. Now, Patrick, we're back in the hospital. Back in the hospital. This is uh, the scene where Coop and Harry are talking to Jacques. A little Jacques talk. Which I guess he's just drugged out of his mind. Talk. You would think. Because he was kind of talking like this. At the he's still talking the like Cooper Jacques. Down. Like he's ta- like it's weird. This is just Jacques talk. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) Bite the bullet, baby. Baby. So he's weird. His accent is terrible. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know why it's even there. Because his brother's full-on French-Canadian. Yeah. I'm no mule. (laughs) He's a bartender, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) But he has... I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't even describe it. It's not Canadian. It's, it's a no, it's a non-accent. It's yeah. just a little bit of inflection it's just here an and there. obese kind of... <laughs> he's speaking obese. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember what all he says because they ask him well, about... Well, he explains, he explains the night of Laura's murder. Sure. Because uh, he says that he passed out after getting hit by Leo, by a whiskey. Leo hit him with a whiskey bottle. Yeah. And then that's why Jacques used Leo's shirt to right. stop the bleeding. So that's why his blood was on Leo's shirt. And he just passed out in the yard and woke up and Leo and the girls were missing. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. They gone. Yeah. <laughs> Leo and they the gone. girls, they gone. gone. <laughs> they gone. <laughs> and then he just went home, made a sandwich, and went to bed. Yep. yep. 15 miles. <laughs> yeah. Can't say I house. wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. It's like, woo. Wild night. Read a couple. It's about of, time for a sandwich. Read a couple of issues of Flesh World and <laughs> called it a day. That was that was Laura's idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, he doesn't know about the train car. I don't know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He almost talks like a farmer friend from Waterboy. <laughs> wow. Live by not die. <laughs> Live by not die. Yeah, he doesn't know about the train car. So whoever took them there, we're assuming Leo right now took the girls. That would have been. But- I mean, that yeah. that would have been where Leo took him, right? Yep. After leaving that, or Jacques' cabin. But it also doesn't line up for me because they were tied up, or Laura at least was tied up at the cabin, which we know about because we've got the story about how that happened. Mm-hmm. And she gets tied up again differently at the train car. Different different twine. So where's where was the handoff between Leo leaving with the girls from the cabin and her getting to the train car? Because it seems like he would have just done the same thing there if that was his goal. Because he's not creative. If what do you it, mean? If it was Leo. If we it still, was Leo, yeah, it seems well, like we he still would have just know there's a, the same there way. Was, well, we still know there was a, from what the log lady said, there was a third person there. Right, so yeah, somebody else is in play. Ronette. 
No, they said Ronette. They know Ronette was there. Not counting Ronette, Jock, Leo, Laura. There's another person. Waldo. <laughs> Where's Waldo? He did. <laughs> Dead. Waldo's in bird hell. <laughs> God. But yeah, Jock seems pretty drugged out of his mind, but doesn't seem implicit in the train car. Uh, while they're at the hospital, they find out that Jacoby is there and he'll be okay, but he was talking like he had seen Laura Palmer the night before or in the same night. Same night. And that sounds like crazy talk to everybody because obviously Laura Palmer is dead. That's crazy talk. Crazy. She dead. Wrapped in plastic. plastic. <laughs> so Pete and Catherine are trying to find the ledger in what, I guess it's a storeroom somewhere like near the sawmill. Or a library, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I even wondered if it was in their, I assumed it was in their house. Yeah, that's what I thought. I kind of thought so too, yeah. Yeah, because they had his high school yeah, yearbook. Right. Yeah. Midge. Midge <laughs> Jones. So Pete is longing for the past. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Thinking about an old, I guess, an old flame. The one who got away, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. She was not the boss's sister. Yeah. So she got the boot. If you were just the boss's sister, Midge. We could have been happy. Pete, come down out of that tree. No, it was easy to get up here, and I'm not coming down. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever uh, meet old Midge? Who's hoping? Man. Who's to say we haven't already? <laughs> Is it log lady? No, her name's... Margaret Lantern. Mar- yeah. yeah. Um, is that Midge? Is Midge short for Mar- Margaret? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> what would it be short for? Midge. Michael. Marjorie. Midge. <laughs> That's what it says. Babynamespedia.com. <laughs> Midge is short for Michael. Midge is short form of the name Michael. I disagree with that. <laughs> How about that pose that Pete took in, in the stuffed bear? When he was <laughs> looking through the yearbook, just like fit perfectly yeah, nestled form in. fitted into it. Yeah, really snuggled in. <laughs> well, I'm going to be here for a while. Might as well get comfortable. Yeah, I think this is at their house because then they get the call to go to the summer. Right, yeah. Well, Catherine gets a call from Hank and dismisses Pete from the room. I guess I'll uh, check another room. Yeah. It's like what you're looking for is at the mill. Storage house three or whatever. Dry, yeah. Drying house three. Drying house three, yes. Uh, has dismissed Pete. He doesn't hear this conversation. So that's where she's headed now. He calls her, Hank calls her from the double R. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he immediately Hank talks to talks to Norma. Yeah. Yeah. And which I get Norma's still not buying anything he's saying. Right. I'm trying to figure out why he's trying to get back into Norma's good right. graces. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I was like, why does he even care? What's to gain? To stay here? married to her. Yeah, don't get it. Just a layer. Yeah, but he's not genuine. She doesn't want it. Yeah. So what's the point? The point. But by the end of the scene, she's almost like, mm, maybe. I, I don't know if she's really buying it or not. I think she's like, not, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I didn't well, get the impression that she was actually I have to defer to it. your opinions, so no. she's not buying it. You are welcome to formulate your own theories. Like that's, yes, yeah. please. That's, that's the best part about this show. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, please contradict us. Please I, push back. I kind of thought that at the end of that scene, she was kind of wondering... Just like thinking about it? If this was something that could happen again. Because the only reason I think that is because the next scene is Ed like actually like really caring for Nadine, mm-hmm. uh, which you can... Which I do think that's a place there perfectly. But I, I think yes. that kind of shows kind of how they both work. Yeah. They wanted to leave their spouses, but kinda then they kind of... Kind of stuck on the other person. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the person that they are actually married to. Yeah, so that's the only reason I say that is because those no, scenes, that's a great scenes were right. Yeah, that's a great observation. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, if 
if that's the way it's presented, then you definitely have two back-to-back shots of Norma kind of rekindling her feelings about Hank, her husband, and we'll go past that to the exact next shot being Big Ed coming home to find Nadine unconscious on the floor, mm-hmm. having taken the pills. Slaps her. Yeah, and he's genuinely yeah. worried about her. He does not want her to die, and he calls an ambulance. Gives there happened the to be a phone right there, too. Yeah. She may have left it there, you know, intentionally caught up on some correspondence before she, or while she was, you know, it would have taken a while to take all those pills. Maybe, maybe she made some calls, like maybe made some goodbye calls instead of leaving a suicide note for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, she did leave a note. She did leave a note. There is a phone nearby. Uh, Big Ed uses it, calls 911, calls an ambulance, immediately hangs up. Doesn't make sure they they got the address right. But uh, (laughs) that's... That's true. You know, it's yeah, it's it's a genuine moment of Ed really caring about Nadine's well-being and her life. Yes. And yeah, that's a and really it's great. not that he ever wanted her to die. No, no, he never meant her yeah. harm. Yeah, he just He found her difficult to deal with sometimes, yeah. but he never wished her harm. Yes. Correct. Yes. I'd like to take a moment just to remember your favorite one-eyed lady, Nadine. Yeah, moment of silence for Nadine. <laughs> Great. Enjoy the big pirate ship in the sky, Nadine. May heaven's drapes be completely silent for you. Be forever oiled with cotton balls. <laughs> heaven's drapes. <laughs> so heaven's, she did. Heaven's drapes, it's hot in here. <laughs> so here we're at, back at the police, police station. station. Yes. Yeah. Is this where Coop and Harry walk in? And Lucy Mm -hmm. tells them that Leo Johnson called about 10 minutes ago. Yes. And then at the same time... Lucy also mentions that she heard a clock in the background. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. That's important. So they identify that it's the park Mm -hmm. where all this stuff's been happening. Is that where the gazebo is in the payphone? I assume so, yeah. Gazebo Park, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They call it Easter Park? Easter Park, yeah. Easter Park, yeah. Cool. So they tell Hawk to do surveillance there. They mm-hmm. well, Coop tells Harry to tell Hawk to pull surveillance from the Le- the Johnson household, oh, right? Which is weird because how long have have they been sur- surveil surveying surveilling surveilling yeah, surveilling is the word I think. Um, the house to have missed that's true. Bobby Everything. be there yeah. and Leo be there and Leo take Shelley from there, right? Like, it, it had it, to be. It ap- wasn't established that there was a detail on their house. Yeah, it had to be after they grabbed Jot. That's the only yeah. way that makes sense. That's true. Because otherwise, they would have seen so many things. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They would have huh. get. They would have had domestic abuse. They would have had <laughs> breaking and entering. They would have had shots fired. Several yeah. construction violations. I'm sure. Oh, that place is not up to code. They did not pull any permits. It's not up to par. They would have missed axe murder practice. You could do better, Leo. <laughs> Um, he definitely sp- <laughs> speaks to himself that way too when he does anything. <laughs> Come on, Leo, you can do it. New shoes count on it. So then James is also so at the police James, station. James is there. Um, they're there to turn in the evidence from Jacoby's office. All right, from the cassette tape. Yes. Yes. Um, and then Coop walks back up because James is talking to Harry. Mm-hmm. Says, I don't even know if he gets out of complete thought, but Coop walks up and says, James, whatever, come with me. I need to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they go into the conference room, and this is where James gives Coop the, the tape and says, you need to listen to this. We... And Coop just kind of dismisses it. Yeah. He's like, actually, I'd rather talk about this large amount of cocaine that was in your gas tank. Which looks significantly smaller than when it was put in there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know if it's the distribution, but... <laughs> I don't know. It definitely looked like a wad when he first drops yeah. it in. Um, but Coop's like, I've tried to be patient with you, James. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. 
It's like, this just goes to show you that nobody likes James. (laughs) James has had a bad day. (laughs) Yeah. From hearing hearing Laura's real thoughts about him Mm -hmm. to this. He's been been in and out of a jail cell three times in the last week. He's been barked at (laughs) by the Barkhouse boys. (laughs) James has just not had a good week other than making out with Donna from time to time. Just, and even that, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> James. James. Oh, James. Sorry. Oh, James. Stop talking. James. Stop. I'm not sorry. Quit talking. So, it's really good to see you. Meanwhile, in the lobby of the police station, Leland shows up. Palmer shows up. And I was confused by this. How, how would he have heard anything? Yeah. Where did he get his because information? I thought, oh, well, maybe Donna's dad mentioned it to him because they're friends. Mm-hmm. But he was also there and then was in the scene with Leland. So that told me that he didn't tell him. Right. So I I was very confused by that. Um, yeah, how he got how, that how he would have heard that, why he would have gone to the, well, I guess if he had heard that, he would have gone to the police station. But I guess we can just assume that news travels fast. But who knows? Like, that's my problem. It's like, I don't know how. It's possible that being a Palmer, he had a vision. But and he makes fun of Sarah. <laughs> but he <laughs> has his two visions. <laughs> yeah, but he's had his own episodes. We've seen it. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's not all the way full. there. So he, maybe he's just not admitting to himself that he's having visions. And he's just kind of like Coop and kind of like Sarah, just kind of divining information. Can't really identify the source. So when he shows up, instead of sounding crazy, he's just like, hey, I had a vision that you caught the guy. He just says, is it true? Did you find the Did you find the killer? Yeah, I don't. I don't like, know. I had a real problem with that scene. Yeah, just, he, he is just kind of out of nowhere. in, yeah. the, in the shot. Yeah, and I get that it sets up things later in the episode, but it seemed kind of forced to me. Yeah. Um, also, had a problem. I I assume that <clears throat> Harry knew to look in James' motorcycle gas tank because of the cryptid cryptic message that mm-hmm. Bobby left for Lucy. Yeah, I, like, I don't understand how that would... So, was Easy, Ri- Easy Rider was a movie. Okay. And I think it was before Twin Peaks. It, it would have to be, right? And... Sorry, what did you say? So, so I'm, I'm theorizing. I haven't seen this movie, but I know that there is a movie called Easy Rider. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if the content of that movie doesn't have something to do with... 1969. Giving them the idea to look in the gas tank for cocaine or something. Can you read me the entirety of the uh, IMDb plot synopsis, please? I'll read you this one sentence. After a terrifying drug experience in New Orleans, the two travelers wonder if they will ever find a way to live peacefully in America. So I assume with motorcycles being on the cover Mm -hmm. and that sentence about drugs, then yes... He's, a, he's an easy writer. From Motorcycle. this movie, 20 years prior, that Bobby hasn't seen because he's only 18. And knowing Truman's logic chain, it probably went, easy writer, like a movie, like motorcycles and drugs. James and drugs Hurley. and gas tanks. James has a hog. Looks like a hog to me, at least. So that was, I didn't have a huge problem with that. I just didn't understand how he knew to it, go and look there. It, it had to be from the phone call, and I'm not sure how they got around to, oh, check the gas tank. Yeah, because he goes immediately. Because like, they say. It's within like five minutes. Yeah, they, they check. Just they say, just say, check out James Hurley. He's an easy rider. Yeah. Like, the only thing in there is like maybe motorcycle. So right. Sure. Which they already I'll knew. take it. Yeah. I'll take that as a fast and loose explanation for this. It's the season finale, and they need to wrap some stuff up and set some other things in motion. Yes. Like, we've got to get some wheels turning. So, he's... 
or uh, rather, James is in the hot seat on account of the cocaine. Mm-hmm. And we don't conclude that scene. It just kind of cuts off. But he still gives him the tape. So Coop has the tape from the coconut now, but James is under suspicion. Iceland guy signs on the yeah. Ghostwood Estates deal. No, after me. <laughs> <laughs> after you. No, after you. After me. <laughs> yeah, so that, that scene did nothing for me. I don't know. Yeah. Just filler, I guess. Yeah, the only thing that really matters about that scene is Hank now calling Benjamin Horn, saying that Leo's basically going to get taken care of. Right. He's like, like the mill's burnt. Continue or, or, the, or the mill, proceed. Or... Like the mill job's in motion. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll take Leo out of the picture. And that's kind of the end of that. Ben just starts smoking a giant cigar and hangs up the phone. Mm-hmm. So here's the main event. Yep. Round two. So Bobby goes to Shelly's again. He does. And is calling out for Shelly. Like, Shelly, you here? Shelly, you here? She's not. Obviously not. not. But Leo is. I'm surprised Leo didn't say Leo's here. (laughs) Leo's behind you. (laughs) Um, I thought it was funny because Bobby opens that door and you hear it like hit the wall. Mm -hmm. But Leo's behind behind the the door. door. So I assume it just like... (laughs) That's why I didn't say anything sooner because he was a little dazed. (laughs) One take. (laughs) One take. We only get one take. Yeah, so that was funny. So Leo's behind the door. Mm -hmm. With an axe. With with an axe. Um, And he's been practicing. He's ready to murder. He slowly shuts the door and then approaches Bobby and Bobby like turns around and he's like, oh, Leo. (laughs) So glad I found you. I was looking for you, man. Even though he just said (laughs) shit. Yeah. (laughs) Something I can help you with, Bobby? Actually, <laughs> I was looking for you. Oh, man. Which, good on Bobby, thinking kind of quick on his he, feet he, there. I was very impressed. Yeah. I really was. He's actually a, a little rascal. He is. So Bobby Briggs, little rascal. I'll say, I would say as far as the different characters in this show, Bobby, for me, has come the furthest in character development from the pilot to now. Yeah, I like Bobby a lot. I actually like Bobby by this point. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> more, mean, more than I did, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's still not cool like he's still what are you talking about you hump (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's still the guy that without evidence to support his vendettas will put cocaine in somebody's gas tank but as far as like i don't know an interesting character i will follow bobby's arc Leo's pretty much got bobby where he wants him on the ground axe raised and then we get another single gunshot fire yep out of nowhere out of of nowhere nowhere. through the window into leo's heart and So Bobby takes his shot and runs for it. Um, before before Leo gets shot, Leo knocks knocks Bobby down onto the TV, which is on static. Mm-hmm. And then he, when Bobby hits it, he knocks it into a channel. Oh, is that what turns on Invitation yeah. to Love? Yeah. yeah. And so then Invitation to Love is in, and it picks up right where it left off mm-hmm. in the last episode, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Even though it's been Great a time. day. Been a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's in syndications yeah. <laughs> where we where we see the death. Of this is Mon- just a slotted uh, episode. We see the death of Montana. This mm-hmm. is where and yeah, you, Dexter you shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Montana. you couldn't have uh, more opposite reactions to death. Like Montana's all wide eyed, mm-hmm. like you know, very melodramatic. Uh, yeah, Leo's just staring at the TV. Well, he's been waiting for the end of that episode for <laughs> weeks. Sure. He's, he's been waiting for the conclusion of that arc. So I just he's thought watching that was funny intently. because they just had complete opposite reactions mm-hmm. to getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. 
I thought that scene was really, really well done, actually. Yeah, it was. Is Bobby not worried that he might get shot, too? <laughs> I think he saw Hank walk away. But still, I would still be worried about him. I yep. love just the silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Just the whole time. Mm-hmm. Later, Leo, and then it's just Leo dying. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other audio of any kind. It's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's, it was. It was adds to the moment. It was a very good moment. But I, I would like to take an, another, another moment, moment, please, for Leo Johnson. Yes, um, he was. He definitely had the best ponytail, I think, in in the show of, of anyone in the series, really. And it's been established that he has a kick-ass duster, mm-hmm. so that's cool. And I think yeah. it, it should also be noted that he died with a broken heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watching one of the greatest shows of all time. Yes, yeah, so to Leo. To but Leo. Let's, let's take a moment for Leo. Wow, that one was quick. Oof. Quick moment. That was yeah. a quick moment. I, I don't know if I had enough time. Well, let's, this one, this will be for Leo's ponytail. Hank <laughs> shot Leo. I don't know if we said that. Yes. Okay. Let's, it was, but it was, we, like, didn't, we didn't focus on it. <laughs> Hank shot Leo. Bobby Hank shot Leo. Yes, saw him. Glossed over that. Bobby <laughs> Bobby saw Hank out the window. Yes. I don't think Hank saw Bobby. I don't think he did. Yeah. That would make sense for why Bobby just kind of strolled out of there GQ smooth and didn't stay low so as not to get shot. Does Bobby know who Hank is? I don't think so because Bobby works for Leo or worked for Leo. Right, yeah, they wouldn't know each other in that way, but I just didn't know if they'd know each other from him seeing Shelly at the going to see Shelly at the diners. I doubt he. It's not been implied that. I mean, I don't think they've had any moments they, they, on yeah, screen together. Been, so, in in that sense, no reason for him to really be afraid. Back at the mill. Yes, Shelly is still tied up. Yeah. Shelly is still tied up. Uh, there is a clock ticking. Yes. So Catherine comes in and finds Shelly. <laughs> questions her. <laughs> Shelly's begging for help. She's, I can't understand you. You have a thing in your mouth. So this is for me. I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the first time that we've had two characters meet that didn't know each other in the town. Well, c- clearly Catherine is too good to eat at the double R. Right. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so, no, there's, there's no way. There's a lot of yeah. mixing. Right. There's no way she would know who she is. But if this is supposed to be a small town. Right. Like. Uh, it's a large town. Oh, I know that. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. She does not know high school dropout Shelley Johnson. Nope. I feel like Shelly doesn't do anything between home and the double R. Yeah, she does. She does Bobby. But at the double R at home. All right. Or in the car ride, betwixt. <laughs> betwixt the two. <laughs> but that's Shelly's life. If she's not doing laundry at the house, she's washing her hair. Working bizarre hours at the double R diner. <laughs> Very bizarre hours. Opposite Heidi. So Shelly has a <laughs> Shelly has a thing in her mouth, so Catherine can't hear her. It's called a gag or a towel, sure. a bandana. Yeah, a lot of words for the thing. Yeah, look it up. But uh, she takes the gag out of her mouth, and Shelly pretty much says, "I'm Shelly Johnson. The mill's about to catch on fire. We need to get out of here." The bomb goes off, starts the fire, and Catherine says, "Hold on, I need to think." She's trying to process. It's like, no, what you need to do the double is cross. the mill. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's trying to process this double cross that's happened. Yeah, but there I'm will still be, confused, though. There will really, be time to think about that when you're not surrounded by fire. I need to think about it, though, because I don't. I still am confused about the mill stuff. So I'm like Catherine. I'm like, I also need to think about this. She, she knew about 
and please correct me where I'm wrong because I just I just I can't remember or I don't know. But Catherine knew that they were the plan of the plan to set the mill on fire. So when did it get switched over to not involve her? Because she clearly knew about the fire at the mill. Like but she talked she, about it. <laughs> she was part of a different fire scenario. There are like three different schemes to burn the mill. One of them involves Catherine dying and all the money being left to Josie. One of them involves just the mill being burnt down so Benjamin Horn can have the land with no necessary deaths. And one involves Leo, Catherine, and I guess whoever Leo happens to throw in the mill while he's at it, all going away just so his alibi stays intact. And I don't know how any of them work. Yeah, I don't know either. I I, I kind of get the end game of each branch, but I don't get the plan of any of them. Yeah, I don't either. So she must just be thinking, okay, so this is happening without me mm-hmm. knowing. I wanted to burn the mill. Yeah. Why Wait a minute. Everybody wanted to burn the <laughs> yeah. mill. A single footstep. This is supposed to be my I thing. Get, I get that they're trying to make it look like she did it, I guess, is what. Whatever. They, well, they get out of there. She's to not take her time. Well, they don't. That we know. Do they get out of there? Do we see them get out of there? They go back out the way Catherine came in. And we see him mm. leave, yeah, away. And it's... I don't know how big that I feel building like, is. Yeah, I feel like to the viewers... In that direction. They're out but I guess way. they don't get to Catherine's car because... Oh, right. Her car's still there. Her yeah, car's right. still there, Interesting. yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that. I love the transition from the mill being on fire to the fire alarm going off in the hospital. Yes, That's that great. is very cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, we see someone walk walking in... Um, mm-hmm. And they immediately go to the hospital room of Jacques Renault. So <clears throat> this mysterious person tapes his arm, tapes mm-hmm. Jacques's yes. arm to the rail, which to me mm-hmm. implied experience. Right. Because I wouldn't or think about you know to do that. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. Down. Yeah, yeah, if this was your first time smothering somebody in their bed, you yeah. don't expect to get punched. Yeah. As you're suffocating them. So now I'm thinking, is Sarah Palmer dead in <laughs> their bed? Oh, Because we man. haven't seen her in a while, right? been sleeping down on the couch. Right. Because yeah. there's a dead body upstairs. Ooh. And you know Maddie doesn't go in there. It's not her house. <laughs> That's right. thought that was weird. And then it pans up and we find out that it's Leland. Yeah, yeah Leland has done the deed. very heartbroken until the alarm stops. I love that detail. Because yeah. he's like... Yeah, it like snaps him out of this rage. Yeah, mm-hmm. his um, Hulk state. Did you notice anything about what he was wearing? Like, kind of, he's been the man in the woods? Yeah. Maybe. But the I gloves. He did watch Maddie leave. Mm-hmm. So he could have followed. That was my thought, was that he followed. He is dressed like somebody who is going to a hospital to kill someone. You can't really tell on the jacket so much, but the gloves, to me, were... I was like, that's a little too similar. Hmm. So that was my immediately a thought in a in, in a first watch view. That just doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't know that he has the gloves on in the scene where he goes to the police station. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's dressed think he the way he is when he goes to the hospital. It's like I did. I did not. I didn't know it was Leland until they showed his face. Yeah, like he's dressed like he doesn't want to leave fingerprints because he knows what he's about to do, and wants to be able to slip away into the darkness if he's pursued. Like that to me was what his attire said. He had a plan. He did not just. I mean, the only other thing too about that is we don't do see like the mask that he's wearing, like the ski mask mm-hmm. or the not ski mask. Is it a ski mask? I think like, so. Yeah, it's a balaclava. Yep, 
baklava. That's the one piece we don't see of the wardrobe of the person who attacks Jacoby. I just don't get why, other than Jacoby was Lara's psychiatrist, like what reason would he have for attacking him? And if that was, if the person who attacked Jacoby was the same person that was in the woods with Leo and Mike and Bobby, like that completely makes it super weird for me. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <clears throat> that one doesn't, but I still think I almost wonder. I think it's very possible that the man in the bushes and the man in the woods are one and the same. Yeah, I, I don't but think also, it necessarily means that Leland is both of those. I people. think too, though, that the uh, the one early on m- there might have been more planned for that that just sort of got dropped. Yeah, because again, it's not <laughs> ever talked about ever again. And it's also like Tyler, or you said, I think, and it was that it seemed like Leo wasn't with that person. Yeah, yeah. They're just there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. A lot to think about. Yeah, it is. A lot to think about. So we haven't gotten too far from the mill because we cut back. It's still on fire and the uh, mill workers are all outside. And Pete just sees that Catherine's car is still there. Doesn't know if she's still inside or not, but decides there's only one way to find out. Puts on his superhero his, goggles. Yeah, his plastic <laughs> goggles and runs into a fire. And like... Like, Pete, this is crazy. She's still my wife. It was very sweet. It was. It It was very sweet. It really was, yeah. Yeah, he genuinely does care for Catherine, even though she has been monstrous to him this entire season. Yeah. So he's willing to put his life on the line to get her out of a burning mill, if he must. Pete Mm -hmm. Martell's a good man. He's a good man. Have the risk of goggles fusing to your face. So who's ready to get real uncomfortable? (laughs) With the hunchback lady? Hunchback lady. Oh, the one sewing the giant oh, card onto yeah. her already terrible dress. And then she like hobbles out and she says, good luck, honey. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really Let's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really is like a monastery troll. Yeah. Just with like a rope belt yeah, and Quasimodo rags. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I didn't pay much attention to her, honestly. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I pondered that for a while. <laughs> and I I just realized that we have a pretty long shot of her leaving, too. It's like we're focusing on the fact that this woman exists. Good luck, honey. I'm going to make that my text alert. Good luck, uh, honey. Uh, it's so weird. And I won't get tired of it because nobody ever texts me. I don't have your number. <laughs> um, okay, so now, yes, we can get uncomfortable, even though I was already uncomfortable with Quasimodo. Uh, Benjamin Horn decides he wants to get a look at the new girl. Unbeknownst to him, this new girl is, in fact, his own daughter. Benjamin Horn walks in, eyes closed, mm-hmm. wants to get a look at the new girl. And says something like, uh, don't worry, this is the stuff dreams are made of. Or This makes you wonder, too, like, how how many times has he done this? <laughs> For like, every new girl. Yeah, every new girl. God. Blackie says... He's the owner. Yeah. How many new Which girls have Did does. we know that before this we didn't. Episode? I didn't realize no, that before. Like, we didn't know that. That like, was never implied. Yeah, I, was con- I wasn't yeah. sure if he had that much of a stake in this place, but yeah. he's the owner. He owns it. Yeah. So he would do this for every new every girl because she says prima nocta. he comes in. Prima nocta. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't even implied really in the first time we go to One-Eyed Jacks when, they, when him and Jerry go up there. Mm-hmm. It's just like a regular. Yeah, 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 that's what it was seemed like. So it was never implied that he was the owner until it's specifically stated in this scene. So yeah, that we we get nothing from that scene. Yeah, yeah just, he just leaves. He comes yeah, in and says hang. something creepy, and Audrey braces for impact. I assume yeah. since it's a horn establishment, Audrey just instinctively knows that there's a hidey hole somewhere, and she runs and jumps in the wall. Here's hoping. Horn hidey hole. 
Because how else is she going to get out of this situation? For real. <laughs> but we don't find out today. I really, I really wanted a conclusion to that. I really did. So here we are in the, us, the last scene. Uh, Cooper's back at the Great Northern, uh, walking down the hallway to room 315, and he is making... I just have one thing to say. Another recording. <laughs> who the hell is Diane? Diane is who he is addressing on his tape. As he is rolling up to his room, he lets her know that they are closing in on Leo Johnson because he's uninformed. Yeah. He has ordered some more milk so he can hopefully sleep tonight. He yep. did get the ear pillows. Yep. The ear pillow earplugs. Even though, even though he realizes that the Iceland, Iceland, Icelander, Icelandic, Icelandics are gone. The Icelandicals. Because we know that they're one eyed jacks having a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have he's, signed off on Ghostwood Estates. He's looking to get a few hours of quality sack time. Yep. <laughs> Which, Which is I now what I call it. I was not as well. super on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does get another note under his door. To my special agent. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Yes. And uh, doesn't get a chance to read does it because get he gets a, a phone it. call. Gets a phone call. Goes over there. <clears throat> asks if it can wait till tomorrow. Um, and then he gets a knock on the door. And then he says... I. He says, like, hold on, I've got room service. And then we immediately hear Andy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was phone. weird because it, like, cut in. Yeah. Well, I like, was wondering because you don't really hear who calls him the first time. So it's sort of confusing. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, some weird kind of yeah three-way call or <laughs> right. something. Because Andy, like, stutters into the conversation. Does, yeah, it does. It stutters. It's like, we found Leo Johnson. He's been yeah, shot. It, it, it kind of like he takes the phone from somebody to try and get the information out faster. But he's yeah. also just stammering. But you know, yeah, about the, that Leo has been found shot. But Coop, of course, isn't hearing this. He's laid the phone on the table and he's gone to answer the door to get his warm milk yes. to apply to his sack time routine. <laughs> so uh, that's not what he gets, though. No, Cooper opens the door and does not get warm milk. Instead, he gets three warm slugs right to the gullet. Right to the gullet, and which I assume he's wearing some kind of Kevlar vest. You would think because he's still in his his undercover Attire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uniform. Still in the tux. When it shows the gunshots, it doesn't really look. It looks like it's hitting something. Is there more than one gunshot in the scene? There's three. There's three. There are three. Okay. There's two. Um, that it shows in the shirt, mm-hmm. and then a third one. I guess just from the gun. Right. Yeah. You hear and the gunshot three times. Yeah. Then it cuts to black. Body falls on the floor. That's season one of Twin Peaks. I don't, I mean, there's, he's not dead. Like, I, everything in that yeah, no scene chance. would not convince me that he's just been shot. Yeah, uh, so many cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I don't know if I've ever seen a sh- an episode of a show with this many cliffhangers. It just, there are a lot. It, it's an episode with so much content, but at the same time, it doesn't give you anything. Yeah, it just sets up. A million other things. Yeah, it sets up season two, honestly. I After I finished watching it yesterday, I almost messaged you all and was just like, fuck this. <laughs> 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 no, this is bullshit. <laughs> um, and then when I, I rewatched it today, and I feel a little better about it, but there's still so much. Like the fact that the man in the woods from the first or second episode like may not get an answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um all these things that they've just maybe abandoned or things that are 
kind of cobbled together later to maybe mean that it was them all along or mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't, it's, I'm not as upset as I was the first time I watched it. I'm still a little upset. All the people in the, the newscast, <laughs> oh, the prime like, time, the people live. that watched it live. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I can't imagine. Well, I would be mad. I mean, I guess I'd be mad if, if I was told that the killer was going to be revealed, but who told them that? I don't know. Well, I think it might have been in the advertising. Some of the advertising I saw, even one of the ads that I saw that I was going to like record because we've been putting old ABC ads that would air during the week before each new episode. I've, I've been putting them on our Instagram from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one for this that actually showed the gun at the end and Coop looking down at it, like in the, <laughs> in the video <laughs> ad for that. And I was like, what? They just showed this? Yeah, that's a real giveaway there. Like, and I think there might have been something, though, about the killer being revealed because it showed, I think it, I think it might have showed the clip of Harry making the arrest, but you didn't see who to who. Right. So I was just like, I mean, I could see if people saw that, they would maybe be a little offended, like that they didn't give them the result. It would definitely feel like I was lied to. I know yeah. that ABC was pressuring them to do it for that, but they were pretty adamant to give them because they didn't want it to do it. Right? Yeah. Well, there I was mean, a great what, clip. What show do you have after that? There's a great clip of. Right. There's a great exactly. There's a great clip of David Lynch from. It might have been on one of the older Twin Peaks box sets, but he's talking and he says, uh, "Like Laura Palmer's murder case was like the golden goose who laid like all these little eggs, and all mm-hmm. these eggs were like the things that you know he wanted to follow that were all because of, like everything led back to it. You know, it was still going to be the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was resolved or not. Yeah, um, all one crime with." Yeah, yards. and then I mean, this is all tonight. I mean, this episode, you, I think you see the perfect example of what he said there because there's <laughs> all these layers. Yeah, just a trail of eggs. <laughs> yep, a trail of eggs. To me, this should have been a, a two-hour event. I feel like the second half of this episode was kind of rushed. Mm. The first, I mean, the first thirty minutes. I think it definitely really could have been longer of, for sure. A lot of mm. building. A lot, it was headed. They definitely should have given it the. The pilot time, especially knowing because they give the first episode of season two that yeah they should have they should have definitely done that for this episode yeah, yeah it should have been a solid hour and a half TV time it's also it's misleading because the episode is called the last evening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is not the last night that is going to happen in Twin Peaks as far as we know it's several people's last evening it's true well that's true let's take another moment for all of them yeah. Like, even last episode was called Realization Time, but I don't know what realization we actually had. We realized that Fred is a prince. <laughs> is a prince. <laughs> Come on now. But just, yeah, misleading title, misleading advertisement, and just overall kind of under-delivers and over-complicates the whole narrative with this finale. Uh, it, it does end on a pretty good cliffhanger, like, yeah, Coop gets shot, but come on, this is our main character. He's not going anywhere. So that's, I don't have a lot of fear about that, but it, it definitely could have given me a little bit more. I agree. It, it definitely does not make me want to stop. Like, I, I will continue to watch because it's, yeah. it is still interesting. It's still entertaining. I mean, frustrating as it is, it's also television entertainment. It's not to be taken too seriously. When you start doing that, you stop having fun. So I'm still having fun with this. I mean, obviously, again, I have seen it. I kind of know what's coming up, and I'm rewatching and relearning all these things. But I, I know in my head some of the stuff that's coming up, and I'm excited to get to that. So I'm not turned away. And 
Tyler, I don't know where your head's at <laughs> going forward. I mean, I'm in at least for one more one more episode. <laughs> um, I just I don't I don't know I don't I'm, I'm gonna have to at this point I'm gonna go back and binge the whole first season because it's been weird like going back. Yeah, it's and, been a little staggered. Yeah. yeah, just watching one episode at a time. Though I've seen each episode multiple times, but there have been breaks in between. I think it's a perfect show to do that because I think you're going to pick up maybe even more things than what we even discussed. I mean, I've even figured out things from you guys that I didn't even catch. Oh, same. And I love this show, so it's been great. It's, yeah. yeah, one of the most interesting things for me <clears throat> just doing this podcast is seeing perspectives and catching ideas or little Easter eggs here and there that I just completely missed and never would have found if it hadn't been for just discussing it with people with a different viewpoint than mine. And so it's, it's been a blast and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really excited to keep doing it. Um, I understand if it falls off, we are, we are going to have to take a little break as far as producing episodes just to uh, one process all of this. Yeah. And uh, two, just kind of handle our personal lives a little bit because this, this does take time and it takes a lot of effort. It does. Um, and this will be a good time for a break, but we do plan on being back in January. But before that, we will have a recap episode. Of season. Yes. We'll talk about all of our thoughts on season one. We will do a, a full retrospective of the entire season and uh, hopefully everybody sticks around and checks that out. Uh, we would still love to hear some feedback from everybody. You can reach out to us at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram where you can catch our updates and uh, catch some really cool vintage ads that we run on our story. That is also at TalkingBackwardsPod on Instagram. Patrick? You can find us on Twitter at TalkingBackward. And Tyler? <laughs> plug the anchor. Plug the anchor. I don't, I don't know it, that. It's anchor.fm slash TalkingBackwards. That's it. We, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we look forward to reconvening and seeing what season two has to offer. Yep. Come hang out with us for the recap episode and then just stick with us as we get ramped up to do season two of Twin Peaks here on Talking Backwards. Bye, everybody. And here we are. Here we are. You thought we'd never do the thing, but now we're doing it. Tyler, what is your Wi-Fi? Is it rainbow butterflies? It is.